our intention, our thoughts, our actions, which are an indicator of what we stand for, what, what we're voting for, you know, what we're choosing, that brings about our experience. We are really all creators. Everyone has a crucial, important role in creation expressing itself. In today's busy world, how can we find the inspiration, knowledge, and energy to live a healthy and empowered life? If we balance and harmonize our mind, exercise our body, live according to the laws of nature, and connect to spirit, can we find a way to heal, become our authentic self, and live our purpose with love? I am your hostess, Amy Fournier, and welcome back to Awakening Aphrodite. Welcome back to Awakening Aphrodite with Amy Fournier. This show is all about helping you be more fit and healthy in mind, body, and spirit, as well as harmonize your masculine and feminine energy, tap into your intuition, your true source of power, and awaken your authentic self. You know, you've heard me talk a lot about how important it is that we think holistically in our lives and consider our entire environment and how that's affecting the inside and outside of ourselves. From everything to the food we eat, to the fresh air we breathe, to the comfort and, and situation in our home and living condition, to the people that are in our lives and we expose ourselves to, all of these things are super important and directly affect our experience, again, both inside and out. That's why I am so thrilled to share with you this very important guest on my show today, Ross Newkirk. Let me just say his products have changed my life. Now, listen, my friend, I don't say that lightly. You know, I've been in this field over three decades I get asked all the time to promote things or have things on my show, and out of integrity, I will only endorse and promote things that not only I've used personally, but also love, 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 love. That's why I've put certain products on my website. Have you seen my website, by the way? You might want to take a quick jump over there, amyfournier.com and go to the recommended products. And they, there's all the things there that I use pretty much every day. And I couldn't add Ross's products to my website fast enough. You will hear the whole story in the episode of what the experience was like, not only for me, but other people in my life that have experienced his products. It completely was a game changer. And I just can't recommend his stuff highly enough. And you know, for that matter, if you want to support me and my show, the best way to do that is to take two seconds and leave a review. They really are like gold in the podcast world. And uh, subscribe too, so you can pick the shows you want to listen to, and there's always sharing them with a friend. So thank you so very much. So my new friend, Ross Newkirk, is an inventor who has worked on cutting-edge conscious raising technologies based on information fields for over 15 years. He worked for countless hours alongside his father, Mark Newkirk, who was a world-class scientist and prolific inventor. 
Actually, his dad invented himself over 100 U.S. patents and over 900 foreign patents. Hello. Oh, how many patents have you done lately? Me, none either. <laughs> Crazy. Russ is currently the founder and president of Conscious Technologies, LLC, and has created, built, and brought to market a handful of major technologies that, listen to this now, produce a coherent space for someone to reconnect with their higher self, as well as a line of EMF harmonizing technologies that reverse the incoherent man-made EMFs, which are electromagnetic fields. Now, what we're talking about here is like your cell phone, your computer, the satellites in the sky that we can't see. You can't feel and touch these frequencies, but they're zapping us all the time and screwing up your hormones, your mood, your neurotransmitters. They're screwing up your sleep. They're giving you anxiety, so they're invisible but quite deadly, and I'm not being too dramatic when I say that. So Ross's technologies help to mitigate that and help create, create and maintain the harmony in the body in our modern world while we're exposed to all these things. Because, you know, let's, let's be honest, no one wants to throw away their cell phone, right? And heck, I wouldn't be with you today right now if I didn't have technology to connect with you. So it's not that it's a bad thing. We just have to learn what it's doing so we know how to get the best out of it and be healthy and happy at the same time. So Ross is also the author of the book, Unsubscribe, a story of one man's profound discovery. And he has spent numerous years as a former personal assistant to best-selling author, Dr. Spencer Johnson, this guy was the author of Who Moved My Cheese, The One Minute Manager, and Out of the Maze. I'm sure you probably heard of one of those books. Ross sits on the board of the Lightfield Foundation, a nonprofit foundation that his father, Mark, started. Ross is a certified Reiki practitioner and in his free time loves to hike, swim, cold plunge, and spend time with his family like his lovely wife, Heather who I have yet to meet, but I really look forward to meeting her. You know, it's just so beautiful when you connect with people in this big, wild world and they're aligned with you, right? That's probably why you're here with me right now. In some way, we're aligned, and I'm super grateful that you're here. So in this episode, we talk about what exactly is coherence and why we need help restoring it. A productive, healthy use and expression of technology Ross talks about the importance and difference between discernment and resonance. We talk about the role of geometry in coherence, the importance of creating a coherent environment. And then we get into my baby, the core harmonizer. This thing has changed my life. We have a great discussion about that. And I give you my personal story and again, how much it's meant to me and what happened to me when I first used it. We get into crystals and Vogel cut crystals in particular, and why not all crystals are made the same, just like food or anything else for that matter. And some really key things you need to know about working with these little magical minerals called crystals. We also talk about how Ross created the technology and how he gets downloads from the divine for these amazing products. And Ross shares the pain of the sudden loss of both of his parents, whom he was very close with, and how, in fact, that ultimately became a blessing. Very inspiring and touching story. 
Ross shares some encouraging thoughts and tips for getting answers when we're looking for help and how he finds solutions and how to rewrite history. <laughs> so cool. So look, I want to share with you too, super important. If you want to get some of these products yourself, Ross and his team have generously agreed to provide it for a discount with you. All you have to do is either go to my e-store, amyfournier.com, and use the link there under Core Harmonizers Conscious Technology or the Vogel Crystals, so depending what you want, and use that link there on my website. And you can also enter the coupon code FITAMYTV10 at checkout. Doesn't matter about the uppercase, lowercase, but fit Amy TV 10 at checkout and you will get a discount. I promise you will be happy and I want to know, okay? I want to hear about it. Lastly, if this episode is uh, of interest to you, these type of topics, you might also want to check out episodes 16 on creating harmony and healing with Mother Earth and crystals with Oregon Energy and Pyramids with my friend Michelle Hood. And episode 28, unusual but amazing crystals you probably don't know about but should with Andrea Sanchez. And episode 73, your personal soundtrack for transformation and the power of sound with the one and only Ian Morris. And I've got lots more shows coming up on sound therapy because I've been studying it intensely and I am an avid fan of how powerful it is. So, hey, let's join my new friend, Ross Newkirk. Enjoy. And welcome back to Awakening Aphrodite with Amy Fournier. Today, my guest is Ross Newkirk. Ross, you have quite an amazing job. Wow. You help us connect to higher consciousness. Not a small feat, I must say. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for having uh, me on the show. I'm grateful to be here and share with your audience. What a story. I mean, wow. I mean, your childhood, your upbringing with your amazing parents, it was the perfect breeding ground for you to be doing this, this dharma, this soul work in the world for sure. Uh, would you like to just give us a little snippet as to your upbringing with your amazing parents? And gosh, I, I read your father has like a thousand patents that before he passed away at 900 in uh, Europe and another hundred in America. And please give us a background on your amazing upbringing. Oh, thank you so much. Um, you know, I, I was uh, fortunate and grateful to have the opportunity to um, grow up in a family um, where we used uh, meditation, prayer, and uh, actually shifted um, uh, our, our thought in, in alignment to what you would want to experience, you know, when you encountered, uh, you know, physical issues or traumas or accidents or whatever. Um, and it was just such a, uh, an amazing experience and, and sort of laid the foundation for um, our later work um, for my family's uh, later work and, and raising uh, coherence and uh, using uh, technology to be able to help facilitate that by creating an, uh, coherent environments. All right. So let's define some terms for our audience so we're all on the same page. So let's start with what, what would you say coherence is and why do we need stuff to help us create more coherence in our lives? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, 
coherence is really about order and harmony in our experience. And if we can create order and harmony, uh, we end up shifting our experience uh, to better align with what, you know, makes us feel better, what supports us, um, you know, what uh, motivates us and, uh, um, and, and drives us really. And why, why would we need things to help us restore coherence? You know, we live in a world where there are so many distractions um, and we have become disconnected really as a species and civilization where nowadays a lot of us feel like we're separate and alone. Um, you know, people can be living in a big city and they don't know their neighbors and they feel alone. And, and um, but in fact, the truth of the matter is, is we are all interconnected. Um, we are all uh, part of a whole. Um, and you might say, well, you know, can you give an example of that? And I, I like to point to the flock of birds where flock of birds, different species than the, the human race, but um, the flock of birds, they're flying, uh, you know, hundreds, thousands of these birds. I used to live in uh, Delaware and there would be these, um, we were in the flyway and um, for about a half an hour, certain times of the year, there would be this black river uh, of the same species bird flying above you, you know, for probably, you know, um, you know, a couple hundred feet wide and it would last, you know, a uh, half hour sometimes. And when these birds would fly, if you clapped your hands, you know, the flock would sometimes split and come back together. Um, but none of the birds were running into each other. They weren't like, oh, you go this way, I go th that way. Um, you know, they were in alignment and coherence with each other. And we see this in schools of fish too, where you see a school of fish and they're all, you know, pretty much equally spaced and they're moving. And that's mm -hmm. a, uh, an example of one consciousness being expressed. And so, um, you know, we can use uh, technologies um, that have come through from uh, you know, higher levels of awareness, um, other dimensions, if you want to go there as well. Um, uh, and you can use that to create a coherent space. And in that coherence, we start to reconnect to higher levels of awareness and consciousness, which are, have always been there, but they've just been disconnected. So, um, we are capable, all of us are, are capable of remarkable uh, things, self-healing capabilities, intuitive capabilities and perceptive capabilities and so much more. It's just, there's been a disconnect. So when you plug that little wire back in, you know, and you're reconnected and you realize you have new abilities, you have um, new access to information that otherwise um, in a lower vibrational state, you know, one of fear, anger, sadness, guilt, all that, um, those tools tend not to be available. Yeah. And what I love about your products are with so many things, which we're going to talk about is that your products are a positive healthy, productive way of using modern technology to help us, as opposed to so many ways that we have technology now kind of destroying the natural coherence mm -hmm. of things. You know, um, for example, one of the ways that we get out of coherence is because of all the artificial electromagnetic rays, like 5G and all the technology, right? And how that's deregulating everything. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of your products is it's helping to restore it. 
as opposed to being modern technology that's destroying it. So I love like, hey, you know, technology's not bad. It's just we have to learn like, first of all, limits, right? And we have to learn ramifications and long-term ramifications and how it's affecting things that maybe we can't see and all that. But I just love how your technology is a, is a solution in, in, to, to how do we stay in the modern world uh, but still be in an optimal state and still feel good, you know, and, and help ourselves stay in that, that, that level of vibration. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, you know, I think, like you said, you know, we're living in this technological world, which affords us lots of different capabilities and opportunities. Um, some of which, um, have been deemed as, you know, good and useful and helpful and others, um, very addictive, you know, like our cell phones, you know, um, a lot of, um, uh, you know, young kids, especially, you know, have been uh, hooked on their phones. And if you take their their cell phone away, they act very irrational, um, you know, or if they lose their cell phone, very irrational. So some of these technologies are addictive. Um, there's always good, you know, when you look for it, you know, I think, you know, and, you know, there can, there's goodness all around us. And so one of the things that I appreciate about cell phones is, uh, it allows us to stay interconnected with people. Um, uh, and it, I think it's really a teaching tool because when you realize that at your fingertips with the press of a couple buttons, and even if you spell the word wrong, <laughs> you can get access to information anywhere on the planet about any subject matter. Now, there are misinformation, you know, that will also appear on your screen and you have to be able to sort through it. But, um, there's a couple of things there. I think one is um, it's really teaching us, um, although almost all of us are missing this, um, but I think it has the opportunity to teach us about omniscience and omniscience is all knowing where we have the ability to access information about any subject matter, you know, at any time, anywhere on the planet. Um, and this has been uh, proven and demonstrated with remote viewers where they're able to uh, um, the, the U.S. military had a program, I think it started back in the 70s, and I um, have been trained on remote viewing, and so was my father, um, where we took um, a, a class that was um, given by um, one of these uh, um, uh, professional um, uh, remote viewers that had uh, worked for the military for many years, and he realized that um, we have the ability to access any you know, amount of information. And it's only our minds that get in the way of, you know, the accuracy of that information. And so remote viewing, um, you can look it up. It's uh, pretty amazing um, to realize that um, you can access in, you know, any information, you know, all over the planet. So I think cell phones to me are sort of um, uh, potentially, you know, as more and more people start to understand this is a opportunity to realize that you have access to all sorts of information, you know, which can, you know, when used appropriately, um, uh, can, you know, educate you in subject matters that otherwise you wouldn't be able to, you know, educate yourself on. And, um, you know, I think it also gives us the opportunity to um, turn on discernment, because I think without discernment, you won't be able to tell what information is correct and not. And that's where resonance comes into play, where we have to, 
um, start to raise our vibration and we can talk about that. And I know you have, you know, your whole show is about <laughs> raising vibration. Um, so you have lots of techniques and, and so forth that would, would help with that. But as we raise our vibration, you start to realize that you have an internal compass needle that can direct you as to what information is correct and what information is not correct or not correct for you. And so I think that, you know, um, is also, you know, discernment is also an important thing that um, I think we're going to move into as a species in order to, for our survival, really, and being a, uh, able to thrive. Right. So what I'm hearing you say is that, uh, and I totally agree, by the way, is that, you know, the, the discernment, the ability to discern between what is the best course to take for you what what is coming from your higher self your loving heart your knowledge and what is coming from outside programming or maybe ulterior motives or manipulation or whatever it may be to to be able to have discretion to know the difference is that what i'm hearing you say yeah no, you're absolutely that. right yeah absolutely so, so how would you say we develop that ross because it's murky it's murky. Yeah. <laughs> it's swimming. It's swimming in muddy water. Like, what's me? What's not me? How do you know? How do we know? What do you, do you have tactics for developing? You know, I, I think there's um, a a couple different um, uh, stepping stones for discernment as well. You know, because one, we have the ability innate within us where we have a fear response. Where if we feel like this intense fear coming over us, maybe it's, it can be an indicator not to do something, not to step out in the street in the dark or not to, you know, go with that particular taxi driver or whatever, you know, the case may be. So we have uh, an internal fear response that sometimes uh, can activate our discernment. Um, but uh, what I've found is uh, um, as as one, you know, and I've seen this for others, you know, I've seen, you know, uh, evidence, you know, for myself in this direction as well too. But as I start to um, follow uh, my joy compass needle, where um, I'm doing things not out of obligation. Now we always have, you know, some things that we feel obligated to, but following more and more of what really brings me joy in life um, and following that, um, has led me to the ability to start to decipher information and interpret things differently. So as you do more and more of what your inner song is, and we all have a song to sing, and they're all equally important. Um, and a lot of us spend most of our lives looking for this song, you know, what's our purpose in life? That's one of the biggest questions. Um, but as we take steps in that direction, even if we, we, uh, um, don't know what that is, but, but based on like, what makes us feel good, you know, what makes you feel good from a spiritual, you know, level, um, you know, from a um, happiness standpoint, moving in that direction um, starts to put you in a different vibrational state than anger, frustration, and fear. And so as we start to move in that direction of love, kindness, and you can start wherever you are, you know I mean? Um, you may have lost your loved one, you may have, you know, lost your job, whatever, but you always have an opportunity to express kindness, goodness, gentleness, love, you know, and as we start to move more out of the head and into the heart, you know, that, um, it, you know, which by the way, you know, which you may be aware of, there's, um, they found uh, um, uh, brain cells, you know, in the heart and, and uh, um, the heart is known for 
um, you know, acting like a, a powerful mechanism for um, direction and thought and, and so forth. So if we start to move out of the head into the heart, you know, that also gives us new tools to this toolbox, which when we're in uh, um, lower states of awareness, consciousness, frustration, sadness, you don't have access to this toolbox. So you say like, oh, it doesn't exist. Well, that you're right. It doesn't exist for you in that state. And I've been there many times, you know, there's no mm. judgment here. We're all working together, trying to help each other on the planet here. Um, but if you can move into higher frequency bands, you know, um, like a child, um, you know, just that innocence, that love, that joy, they're in the present moment, do more of that. Sometimes even when you're not trying and, and you're just going about your day, you're smelling a flower or you're walking outside, walking your dog, all of a sudden thoughts will start to pop in your mind, you know, ideas. And, and, um, and some, some of those ideas are going to help direct you in, in what you need to do next and what will bring you a greater sense of purpose and joy. So I think um, moving into that frequency band is, is an important one. I love everything you just said, and there was a lot there. And I will go ahead and confirm that, yes, there's something that we, we know of as the heart brain and that we have three brains. We have the brain, the mind brain between our ears. We, we now know that the heart has its own independent networking system of a brain, and it actually communicates more to the body than the brain between our ears does. And there's more information that goes north from the heart up to the brain than from the brain down in the heart. And mm -hmm. then, of course, we have the gut brain, the enteric nervous system, that over 80% of our uh, immune system is located in the gut. The It's called the GALT, the uh, gut-activated lymphatic tissue that's in your gut. So we know we have at least three brains and every cell is thought to have its own brain that independent. And that's just a way of thinking of intelligence, right? Our cells are intelligent. So what you're seeing is that we need to find ways in our life to get on the frequency that we want to be, feel, and have. So, and to, to me, that's what resonance is, is what I'm hearing you say is ultimately, ultimately, we want to be on that joyful, loving, open, receptive, inclusive, expansive frequency because that's the frequency of the divine. That's the frequency of creation and harmony and all that. And to do that, follow the things that bring you joy. I'm just trying to summarize what I'm hearing you say. And this is where your products come in because I feel like so much in our current lifestyle doesn't really lend itself to everything I just said, <laughs> you know? So how can we utilize tools and techniques and practices and habits that will help us get in that state? I know that's how I've used your products. And I know we're going to get into that because, you know, we're all stressed. We all have responsibilities. We all have things. And how do I get in that state myself so I can be the energy that I want to help cultivate in the world? And I know your products help me do that. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you. Um, it ends up that coherence is created through geometries. Uh, geometries give off a coherent environment, the platonic solids, the, uh, the Great Pyramid, different sacred shapes and symbols like the flower of life, Metatron's cube, all those, you know, give off the Merkaba, 
they give off coherence. And so we were given the technology through downloads and dreams and so forth to create um, such technologies uh, to help elevate a space. And when someone's in that environment or space, they have the opportunity, doesn't violate your free will, but it, they have the opportunity to reach higher states of awareness uh, and understanding much more uh, effortlessly. Um, and it can bring them to um, activate. We've had people report um, that they've activated self-healing abilities, um, you know, premonition abilities. We had, you know, someone avoid a car accident uh, because they um, started to develop premonitions and they saw a car swerve in front of them before it happened and they avoided a whole accident with their family in the car. Um, and they uh, attributed that to raising their vibration and frequency. So um, we've had so many, you know, different stories between our, um, we have a nonprofit um, in the, the Berkshires in Western Massachusetts called the Lightfield Foundation. And um, that was one of our biggest, um, physically biggest technologies that we built. It took a year and uh, two months to build the basic structure, working 60 hours a week, my dad and I, and and then other, you know, contributors like my wife and my mom and, and other intuitive friends that, um, you know, played uh, key roles, you know, uh, in the development of the technology. But in that case, it looks like a giant sphere and inside the sphere is uh, are two cubes and a star tetrahedron, which is um, like a, a triangle and another triangle and it forms a star. Um, and the individual is actually laying inside of that. So you're surrounded by nested geometries. And then you're listening to 432 hertz music, which is um, it's tuned to a 432. Um, uh, that's what all the music uh, is based off of um, tuning that. Um, and then 528 hertz music. Um, so 432 is about coherence, uh, awakening and so forth. And uh, 528 hertz music is about the frequency of love. And um, uh, years ago, um, they used to tune the uh, the music to 432 hertz. And then we don't want to get into the, the whole. Now it's like 440, right? Or 442. It's yeah, just exactly. a little yeah. bit higher. Yeah. And, it, and mm -hmm. it actually brings people out of uh, mm -hmm. um, coherence and, and harmony. And so. Um, but if we start to listen to 432 uh, hertz music again, um, it uh, it you know will help raise you know the you know our own frequency and and those around them. So our technology utilizes that. So we have a core harmonizer, um, which um, is a hexagonal piece of technology that looks like a giant stool, but you don't sit on it. Um, very uh, beautifully um, created and crafted out of um, quarter sawn wood. Um, and, uh, and it has a music player in there and we're playing 432 and 528 Hertz music through a Bose speaker in the bass. And then, um, the music actually, um, resonates up this geometric chamber, which is filled with all sorts of geometries within it. Um, and, uh, and, and copper components. And, um, there's also light, uh, specific Pantone color of green, um, green light that's emitted from it as well and it resonates up through and there's a vogel cut crystal in there too that's amplifying and taking that information and acting like a uh, uh, transducer amplifier and then there's copper cones uh, 
a series of three, actually, it looks like one, but there's actually three stacked and insulated from each other above that um, and some other uh, components and minerals and, and, uh, and so forth in there. Um, and the, the copper cones are actually the angle of the Great Pyramid, the internal angle of the Great Pyramid. Oh, wow. um, and uh, so you get this information of intention, um, uh, light, uh, and the music frequencies coming up Shape. through the top and forming this toroidal information field that just cascades down, sort of like what you might picture a, uh, um, a, a waterfall doing, but on all sides and all areas. Um, and it and it builds upon itself. It's um, you know self replenishing, if you will. So it continues to build, and it actually imprints space. Um, and you might say, well, how do you imprint space? Um, well, uh, if you've ever um, you know gone to the the mall or something like that, and you're walking by someone, sometimes you'll you'll feel someone, and you'll be like, wow, you know, they feel really good. Their energy feels really good. Well, that's an information field or a thought field an intention field given off, or if you feel uneasy about someone, you know, that's also an information field. So you can create a coherent information field and you can also use it to imprint space, you know, uh, with as well. Um, and so um, that's, that's what we're doing is we're providing a coherent environment. And when the individuals in that environment, whether they're in the light field unit, we have a, a cohere meditation mat, um, we have the core harmonizer, um, uh, we have the uh, the quantum flow unit as well. All of them do different things, um, but they're all based in information fields. Some are more about the physical being, um, creating coherence. Others are about impacting space, um, which is what the core harmonizer is doing. And then we have the quantum flow, which um, enables you to go uh, deep into your unconscious, you know, belief systems, uh, connect to higher levels of awareness, um, and start to. Uh, jettison things that don't belong and don't serve you. Um, you can be asleep, awake while you're doing it. It doesn't matter. But when you're in that environment, um, some pretty spectacular things have uh, occurred over the years, uh, you know, um, from all sorts of different people, whether it's, you know, letting go of abuse or anger or hate or sadness or loss, you know, people have communicated with lost loved ones, you know, um, and, you know, uh, um, people have gotten inspirational ideas for um, new music. Um, you know, people have, you know, been able to work through different issues in their lives. And so pretty much anything is possible. Anything beyond your wildest dreams is possible when we start to raise our vibration and levels of awareness and coherence. But the neat thing is, is as you're doing it, your higher self is, is very much involved in this process and your higher self would never do anything to harm you. Um, so there's no side effects. Um, uh, and it also wouldn't do anything. It, it would also view harm as bringing you to a point of uh, just beyond your current present belief system where it would just cause you to make backward steps um, in your, in your spiritual development and growth and awareness and, self-empowerment um, so it's not going to stretch you beyond that so that's why you can have someone that has is an amazing energy healer goes through or experiences the technology they have an amazing session for them um, the next guy that comes through they're just starting off on this path and if they did the same kind of session it would just be way too much um, so they'll have like a little session for them and be like oh my gosh you know i could feel a little you know tingling in my hands and it's like well you actually did that because we're not 
throwing in, you know, any kind of waveforms, you know, we're creating a coherent, you know, space. So there's no, um, you know, three, three dimensional, you know, uh, vibrating tables or anything. That's, that's all you, that's your frequency. That's your vibration that you're feeling and you're being activated. Um, so as my father, um, Mark Newkirk used to say, you know, these are really designed as teaching tools because the most amazing piece of technology actually lies within each one of us. And so this is just a teaching tool to help remember and, and reconnect with uh, your higher self. Yeah. Yeah. Access. Well, let me just share with everybody that, uh, as most people know, I have been in the holistic health fitness industry for over 30 years. I've been to a lot of trade shows. I've been to a lot of conventions. I've worked with a lot of experts. I've seen a lot of products. I've seen a lot of technology, a lot of, you know, snake salesmen and all the, you know, all this stuff that works, stuff that doesn't work, you know, and all the bells and whistles. And plus, in the last few years in particular, I have been doing a deep dive into sound therapy, sound healing, because I am a believer I've been taking courses and studying just voraciously everything I can get my hands on. I have drums and crystal healing bowls, two sets of tuning forks, rattles. I bought a flute. I'm teaching myself how to play flute. Um, and I've been teaching yoga for 20 years, so the, you know, the, the power of music. Plus, I'm a dance instructor, so music is something that lives in my soul. And uh, what I'm getting at is I... I, I have a lot of experience in this area, and uh, when Paul Check recommended I get your core harmonizer, um, who most people know is my very good friend and mentor, um, and I had to plug it into the wall. And like you said, it's kind of like a really big, beautiful wooden, wooden hand carved wooden stool, if you will. Like it's a, it's a, just something that goes on the floor. And when I plugged it in, I had to get down on the floor to plug it in. And that's all you have to do is plug it in. Okay. It's not like some big setup. I hadn't even stood up yet from bending over to plug it in. And I immediately felt inside my body something shift. Wow. And the music started playing. I just felt something immediately. So... I don't want to get too much into that because I just, you know, I'm still not really sure what it was, but something changed and I stopped and was like, okay, this is different. Like something's already happening. And then I proceeded to play it all the time, like 24 hours. And everybody knows I love animals and nature and I love my birds and my bunnies and my chipmunks and my dog and all this stuff. So every morning I do my prayers and I connect and I put on my core harmonizer and I open all my doors and windows and it's like wild kingdom around here. All the birds come flying, the bunnies come out of the bushes, the animals gravitate toward it, my dog takes a nap. And then the icing on the cake, Ross, was Last weekend, my niece, my little eight-year-old niece was, was visiting me because I have her most weekends, and uh, she hadn't seen it yet, and of course, I plug it in because I miss it when I'm gone. Just can't wait to get home and plug it back in because it just makes me feel good, and I plugged it in, and she immediately looked at me and said, what is that? And I'm like, oh, it's my core harmonizer. Don't you like it? Isn't it pretty? And she was just kind of like really quiet, and she was like, yeah. 
and she, I was trying to explain to her what, what it does and why it works. And I showed her the lights and I showed her the geometry, how it's like a chamber. It reminds me just for the listeners, kind of like, you know how you experience music inside a church or a cathedral because of the structure of the geometry, it changes the, the vibrational body experience of hearing and feeling the music. Well, this is what the technology of the core harmonizer does because of the structure. It changes the resonance of the music itself. And I think that's why I felt it so strongly, viscerally in my body. And, sh and my niece felt it too. And it also has the beautiful pattern of uh, Flower of Life on top of it, super pretty engraved in the top. It has the colored lights. It's just a beautiful piece of art that makes the most gorgeous sound that is so peaceful and relaxing. I play it in the background. But to finish my story, my niece... Uh, left the room and she comes back with a towel and she laid it on the floor. Now she's eight years old. She laid it on the floor in front of the harmonizer and wanted to just like lay there and just be as close to it as possible. If she could have Ross, she would have climbed inside it. <laughs> and then she said to me, can I get one? Can we get, can daddy and I have one? And everybody should have one of these in their home. And this is uh, out of the mouth of babes, right? And I'm like, I agree with you, honey. I'm like, I'm going to do my best to get get it out there because it's truly changed my life. And as I said in, in the introduction, and I say all the time on my social media, this is why I put it on my e-store. This is why I'm trying to get you out there, Ross, because this is truly the real deal, everybody. And if I had a handful of items in my life that have significantly changed the quality and the, the joy of my life, this is one of them. Wow. And I'm going to go on the record and say that. So let me just officially thank you and your team and the divine wisdom downloaded to you how to create this amazing thing and that just thank you. You have truly changed and enhanced the quality and, and enjoyment of my life. And I really hope people try it as well. Because, uh, like my niece said, everybody should have one. The world would be a happier, more balanced, peaceful place. Oh, well, thank you so much, Amy. I really appreciate that. And uh, it's such thank a pleasure too. and joy. Appreciate it. I that. do, too. So that's the core harmonizer. Now, we have to talk about the amazing crystal. Now, if you are on my YouTube channel, which is Awakening Aphrodite podcast, Fit Amy TV, you'll see this gorgeous gorgeous quartz it's a citrine quartz so it has a little tint of green and ross you're going to explain all this um it's a vogel cut master vogel cut crystal uh so you need to please tell everybody what this is why the vogel is unique and superior and particularly probably what they need to know about crystals these days because it seems like everybody and their brother is getting essential oils and crystals right like why why is the Vogel unique and superior? Mm, yeah. <clears throat> so um, Marcel Vogel uh, was an amazing scientist and he worked for IBM. And uh, he um, uh, was one of the, you know, lead scientists at IBM in, in many different areas. And he had, you know, lots of patents, you know, uh, that he held through IBM. And uh, he... Um, ended up getting involved in um, 
uh, with Cleve Baxter, who wrote the uh, the, um, the Secret Life of Plants, um, and uh, um, and he studied. Um, uh, uh, he was introduced to that, and he thought, well, geez, what a bunch of hokum this must be communicating with plants. And um, it was actually through his plant research um, uh, he was able to um, uh, um, validate and uh, create the Vogel cut crystal, which is a specific cut of crystal. Um, it's um, quartz, uh, uh, um, uh, very clear quartz crystal. Sometimes there's little um, wisp or inclusions or something like that, but generally they're you know very clear. Um, and uh, the um, larger end uh, of the crystal is the uh, receiving end, uh, known as the female end. And that um, cut um, uh, is um, uh, modeled uh, in many ways after the, uh, the Great Pyramid, um, you know, angle of the Great Pyramid. Um, but uh, that cut specifically has a resonance to it where he found that um, this specific cut crystal cut in a certain way where it actually has to be the growth angle of the quartz itself. You can't just start taking a big hunk of quartz and, you know, um, cutting crystals out of it, it has to um, be uh, aligned with the axis of the uh, growth axis of the, uh, the quartz. Um, and, you know, also intention, you know, uh, is, is involved, um, you know, uh, accuracy, you know, is, is key as well. And uh, um, uh, these uh, crystals, are cut and act as amplifiers um, and he was able to um, he, originally he he realized that um, crystals were all over the place you know in terms of like their ability to um, store information and so forth um, but it with this specific cut uh, it was in resonance with water actually um, and um, individuals are comprised mostly of water um, and so, and, and water is programmable. Um, many of you have heard of Amoto's work with the, uh, the water crystals where he, he was able to send love and flash freeze uh, water droplets and they would turn into beautiful geometric shapes and, and basically look like snowflakes, but they're uh, beautifully designed. And then you'd write like hate or, you know, a bad word on it and freeze it and it would be distorted and so forth. Um, so, uh, um, he was able to uh, use this specific cut of crystal to act as an amplifier of intention and thought. And so he used the plants as a means to uh, um, learn how to be able to program the crystal. And he found that um, it came down to uh, intention and um, also in this case, breath work. So he would hold up the crystal and he would put his uh, fingers onto um, uh, opposing sides of it. And it, it didn't matter if it was, um, you know, a 13 sided or a 12 sided. Um, so, um, basically opposite sides and you would hold a, um, you would first clear the crystal. Um, and, and there's a process for that, but then after, um, you clear the crystal, you would literally, um, send it intention, whatever you wanted, you know, universal coherence and love, you know, gratitude, um, protection, whatever you want. And, and then you would blow out through your nose, actually, you know, a sharp, you know, firm breath, and that would program those two sides. And then you would rotate the crystal to the next two sides and forth and so forth and, and do that same procedure until all sides were programmed. And uh, he was able to see by hooking up um, polygraph machines, lie detectors to the plants that um, 
when he had like a thought, you know, about the plant, if he just sort of breathed on it um, or had the thought, the plant didn't react nearly to the degree when he blew the air out of his nose, um, you know, you know, with his intention and thought. And so that is how he came up with the methodology or dressing mechanism for being able to uh, program the crystal. But crystals um, are uh, amazing amplifiers when um, cut right and used right. Lots of energy, you know, workers use crystals in all different forms and fashions. Some are much more efficient as uh, amplifiers than others. Um, and uh, um, yeah, we 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 um, actually use uh, Vogel cut crystals in most of our major, well, all of our major technologies. And um, we were having trouble um, getting the crystals from uh, um, uh, the two main. Uh, sources um, uh, out there, there was a eight to 10 month waiting list, you know, generally from uh, from these two individuals um, that Marcel Vogel himself taught and um, and they couldn't supply us in the quantity that we needed. So we had to through synchronicity and alignment and and uh, uh, grace, uh, we were able to connect with a uh, crystal cutter who's an amazing uh, um, uh, guy and he's not um, uh, um, he's not as well known. And so we were able to connect with him. So we don't share information about him because we use him to cut for all of our technologies. And we, so we order a lot of crystals. So out of that, we decided, well, why not start Vogel, uh, uh, uh vogelcutcrystal.com, which you can find out on Amy's uh, site, you know, learn more about. Um, and, uh, um, and, uh, and so we decided to start to offer them to individuals, um, you know, so we have a, you know, smaller, you know, supply of, of crystals that we're able to cut in addition to the ones that we put in our technologies to use for, you know, healers and so forth. And my wife actually right now, she does um, energy work with crystals and uh, cord cutting and clearings and stuff like that. And she's actually out right now doing, or actually she just got back, I think, um, from doing a clearing today. So they're very useful tools as amplifiers. And this is the thing I want to share, too, because this is the second thing that I am grateful for getting from you, in addition to the Core Harmonizer, is my gorgeous, gorgeous quartz vocal cut crystal, because like music therapy and music, I have used music my whole life, and a lot of people, it's very vogue right now, using music, and crystals are the same way. You see them in every shop. You can get them at Walmart, for God's sake, obviously Amazon, <laughs> yeah. yoga studios, right? But... The thing that people don't understand is just like nutrition and food and everything else, the source, the processing, all of that and the intention, as you mentioned, are paramount to, to not only the effectiveness, but the safety. Because unfortunately, nowadays, a lot of crystals and even the, 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 the ones that claim to be Vogel cut, which is, is like the, you know, it's the Mercedes creme de la creme of the cut because the cutting of the crystal is essential. Um, most crystals are, are heated, they're irradiated, uh, they're dyed, and all of these things people have to understand affect the, the uh, potency and the safety, effectiveness of the crystal. It's like people who say, well, you know, I was told to take vitamin C, so I got some at, you know, Costco or whatever, and it didn't help me. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, source is everything. So... I, these Vogel crystals are not only are they absolutely gorgeous, but what I learned from you, Ross, is that 
you know, that like you said, the precision of the cut that that with the master cutter respects the line of growth of the crystal. Because people have to understand what is a crystal? Crystal is mineral rock from the earth. It's a living creature. It's known to have its own consciousness, which is why you can program it or, um, you know, get information from it, why it's an amplifier. And what we mean by that is it can increase energy. It can, it's like turning up the volume of an intention. So it's a living thing that you can't, just like a living thing, you can't just heat it or radiate it, you know, put pesticides on her and, you know, just cut it any old way and expect it to be optimally functioning. And Rudolf Steiner actually said that crystals are the sensory organs of the angelic realm. Mm -hmm. wow. And that, so there you go for consciousness, you know, because the, the higher realms of consciousness aren't oscillating at a physical uh, plane, right? Like, like we are. So how do they express themselves and kind of relate to us, you know, on this level? And that's the theory that the, the crystals, that's what they are. They're crystallized thought forms. They're crystallized energy that, that, you know, we can, I'm tapping it. Like you can feel it, you can touch it. It's matter. And, and that's why it matters, <laughs> you know, like it, it matters that not only is it quality, but, um, and how it's handled and that it's cleared. Um, I'll add too that I, I've also read that the Romans had said that, uh, the, the, the sins of the owner are held on the crystal in that, you know, the, it's important, the energy of the environment, the crystals around, they, they, they're programmed, they carry, they have memory, they carry the information. So the first thing you got to do when you buy a crystal is, is wash it properly and then cleanse it regularly, you know, because it, it picks up energy and will hold on to it. So do you want to expand on any of that? I just threw a lot at you, but also please, if you could share your thoughts on cleansing, because I really want to make sure people I'm sure almost everybody listening at home has some sort of crystal that they know this needs to be cleansed regularly. Yeah. Um, one of the things that Marcel, you know, Vogel, you know, uh, talked about was um, just the simplicity for, uh, you know, clearing a crystal. Um, and his method was um, holding the crystal um, uh, with, um, uh, you know, if, you, if you're right-handed dominant hand, you'll take your uh, pointer finger and thumb and, and grab the, uh, the crystal in the middle. And your other hand will be on the, the two tips and you'll have the larger end um, uh, down and the, um, the narrower end up. Yeah, just like Amy has there. And, um, and to, you know, clear it, um, the way I do it is I just picture like just um, like static, like just total like white, just clear you know, removing anything. And then I blow through my nose, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, a sharp, uh, you know, nostril breath, um, exhale, if you will. And then I rotate the, the crystal to the next side and um, do the same thing. Just hold that, like just stillness and then bam, um, go through mm -hmm. that method. And then I do the same similar method um, uh, for uh, programming it. Now, some people say you can just do that once with the crystal. You don't have to do every single facet to clear. Um, but I, I, um, for me mentally, it just feels better to, to clear it, you know, um, two sides at a time. So if it's a 12 sided, I do it six times and rotate it. Um, 
and uh, uh, some people, you know, uh, do sun clearing and, uh, mm -hmm. um, you know, salt, you know, water and so forth. Um, according to Marcel, you know, that wasn't, uh, isn't really needed, but I think what's really important is a, a crystal, um, it ends up being an extension of you, an amplifier of you. So whatever is in your, you know, um, desire and belief system, you know, is what you should do, um, mm. you know, for, for clearing it. And so some people need and want more of a process for doing that. And, the, and I think that also can add to it greatly. You know, um, for instance, when I program the, uh, the crystals um, for our technologies, I uh, often sit um, uh, out in a, in a hammock or outside barefoot on the ground. And I first set the crystal directly on the ground just so it can pick up the earth energy. And so, um, you know, set it on grass or, you know, dirt if I'm very careful so I don't chip it on a rock or anything, but just um, grass is ideal. And I just set it there for a minute. And I love doing it on a sunny day, but you can do it on a cloudy one too, because um, you are the light. <laughs> light is always shining. And, uh, and then I um, pick it up and I program it. And when I do that, um, because everything, we really live in a feeling universe, you know, not just a repetition universe. And so what, what I do is I actually feel that frequency just like rolling up through me, not from wow. me because, uh, from, you know, tends to deplete and age healers and so forth. But if you allow it to go through you, it energizes you and it gets the ego out of the way. So I, I stand, you know, I sit there, you know, barefoot on the ground, or if I, if it's winter, you know, I do this outside, even in the winter, in the snow, you know, I'll put, you know, take off my glove or whatever and put my hand in the snow. So I'm connected to, or sometimes I even am barefoot in the snow doing it. And, um, wow. and I do this for every single technology we set out, you know, I program them myself and, uh, oh, wow. and, and I just feel that frequency of, of gratitude you know, love, protection, all that kind of stuff. And I feel it just flowing like a river up through me. So I start to get these truth bumps, you know, goosebumps, but you yep. know, I like to call them the truth bumps. And I just start to feel that resonance going up through me and it just feels so powerful. And yeah. so I don't have to like necessarily, I'm sometimes saying the words, you know, that we program them with, um, you know, uh, which is, um, you know, love, you know, gratitude, uh, protection, you know, universal, you know, uh, consciousness. Um, uh, and, and that, that frequency goes up through and I, and I'm, and I'm programming it and I just, um, feel really good. Sometimes if I don't want to be counting, you know, depending on, uh, how many sides the crystal is, I'll just take a little piece of painter's tape and I'll just cut it off, you know, just a tiny, you know, piece and I'll put it on one of the facets. So I'm not like, <laughs> trying to get to my my head as I'm, right. I'm programming because you want to be in the heart space um so then I just rotate and then when I feel the paper again I'm like oh I'm done um excellent yeah. good yeah. idea yeah I like low-tech ideas <laughs> that I can do <laughs> wow that's so cool so would you say that that process you just shared with us is what you mean by intention because I know intention is is kind of a theme we're talking about today which is very common uh to, you know, working on these higher frequencies is the, the, the purity of intention is paramount. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, our, uh, intention, our thoughts, you know, our actions, you know, which, um, is sort of our, 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 uh, indicator of what we stand for, what, what we're voting for, you know, what we're choosing, um, you know, uh, you know, that brings about um, our experience. Um, and we are really all creators, 
um, and you're a part of creation. You're a part of source energy. Um, and I almost think of it as like multiple, you know, fingers, you know, um, you know, everyone has like a, a crucial, important, you know, role in uh, creation expressing itself. Um, and, uh, um, you know, one of the things that my father used to say is, is he said, the the universe you know uh father mother god whatever you want to call source energy um you know the universe loves you so much that it treats you as if you're its only expression that's how much we're a love now it won't violate your free will and it loves you so much it will allow you to have an experience of uh, being separate and alone you know um uh and it doesn't judge you for that too um, so, uh, you know, the universe is uh, created, uh, um, you know, out of love, it's, it's expression is uh, love, and um, it allows for infinite expressions. Um, now, there's ones that will resonate more with you and make you feel better and empowered, and there's ones that take away your power and make you feel separate and alone. And so we've all chosen both, you know, um, whether in this lifetime or another, or you know, um, we, we dabble in both sometimes. And so we have to choose like what really, you know, um, you know, brings you the greatest satisfaction in life, you know, what supports you. And as we choose, you know, um, coherence and harmony and love and truth, uh, um, you know, we're in greater alignment with um, other things, beings, uh, expressions that are doing the same and, and you start to experience synchronicities, um, you know, that will end up, you know, blowing your mind because you're like, oh my gosh, how did, you know, this happen? It's like, well, it's because you're in alignment. You're, you've tuned into a new channel where there's a, a resonant frequency and those, now you're on that band of resonant frequency when you drop below it and, you know, you get angry or, you know, um, whatever, you know, now all of a sudden you're in a new frequency band and you'll experience things that, you know, uh, will want to make you feel angrier or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get to choose, you know, where you want to tune yourself to. And uh, um, yeah, it, it, it's, uh, it's amazing as I start to, you know, realize the importance of watching our own thought, you know, we have zillions of thoughts, every one of us a day, you know, a lot of times the first thing people says is, oh, gosh, this is not good, because I have lots of negative thoughts. Well, mm. we all do, you know, and but I think the important thing, which of course, the, the documentary, The Secret that aired many years ago, talked about, um, wh- you know, how thoughts create your experience. Um, uh, you know, one of the things that I think is very important to remember is, and, and we should all, you know, uh, benefit greatly by doing this, um, individually is seeing a positive, positive thought is extremely strong and a negative thought is very weak. You know, if we state that within our, our, our minds, our experiences, you know, we start to create that too. So then like when a negative thought comes to you, you don't have to be, you know, hitting yourself on the back, you know, um, it's like, well, no, I've already determined, you know, first of all, it's not my thought because, you know, it's, it's not one that I'm in alignment with. So I'm going to just let it pass, you know, by, but also because I have that thought, I don't need to necessarily pay a price for that. You know, now repetitive thinking in that manner will end up, you know, manifesting, you know, some of those things for, um, you know, that we might not necessarily want, but um, the, you know, the thoughts that are coming in, like, oh, gosh, I'm going to be late. It's like, you can correct that in a moment, you know, and so 
based on how you're feeling, you know, how are you feeling like, oh gosh, I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling, you know, I've clenched fit, you know, fist, I'm feeling angry. That's your indicator to, you know, uh, make a change, you know, as well. All right. So in those two examples, just to make it practical and helpful for people, what would you suggest we do? So, okay. Oh gosh, I'm going to be late. And oh, I, you're noticing I'm feeling really anxious right now. I'm feeling very overwhelmed. I have so much to do and I'm running out of time or whatever. What, what would you suggest people do to get, on, you know, get out uh, of those frequencies? You know, a lot of times I think doing just the opposite. And even if it feels like play or pretend at first, like, gosh, I'm going to be late. Well, um, maybe there's a reason I'm supposed to be late. You know, maybe you avoid, you know, uh, a situation that, you know, wouldn't be beneficial to you, or, um, you know, maybe it was a lesson for you to learn for next time, you know, that you mm -hmm. need to, you know, be on time, you know, cause you missed something or whatever, but there's, there's learning and opportunity, you know, all paths have learning and opportunity. Sometimes mm -hmm. we like to take the long way around, you know, sometimes we take the shortcut, but, um, just taking the positive outlook, like, gosh, you know, oh my gosh, I'm late. I'm going to lose my job you know, and maybe there was a reason for that. And maybe it will end up blessing you and you won't see it until later. Um, but it will unfold in such a manner, you know, that uh, reveals itself later. Um, we're, we've reached a time on the planet where the time between thought and manifestation, the distance, you know, is much shorter, you probably notice, yeah, you have a thought, you know, and bam, there it is, you know, um, you know, you have a negative thought, someone's honking at you behind you. And it's like, wait, I didn't even do anything. So uh, uh, no, you did, <laughs> you know, you had that thought and which created a frequency, you know, <laughs> interaction. So that's super interesting. Well, yeah, I, I would, I would add like, you know, it's like how many times have we all said, why do I keep doing this? Like with the late thing, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm pressing the clock again. And I like your suggestion that we can think of it as, just to, at some point when we have time to catch our breath, to look back and think, what could I have done differently so I don't keep doing that? And then maybe you can look back on that situation and realize, oh, it's because I tried to do the two, three extra things to squeeze them in, and I shouldn't have done that because then I would have been on time or whatever. So, you know, how can we, you know, it's an, like, a, I like that. It's a learning opportunity to just be more aware that we're recreating this all the time. Like, again, how many times do we say, I keep doing this, you know, one step forward, two steps back. Like, what's wrong with me? You know, like to break these, these patterns that we seem to be in this automatic replay. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I, I think the, the biggest thing is, is not being hard on ourselves too, ah. you know, because um, mm. we tend to be our worst cricket, critic, you know, like, mm -hmm. oh gosh, I burned, you know, dinner or whatever. It's like, just look at it like, um, you know, I was talking with my wife the other day about how, you know, moving into a state of joy, like true childhood joy, where, you know, um, you see a child and they're not caught up in what's going to happen in an hour from now. They're living in the present. You know, they're grateful. They make mistakes, but they tend to let them go unless the parents, you know, holds it over them and, you know, programs mm -hmm. them. You got to beat yourself up kind of a thing. But, um, you know, innately, I don't think we, you know, we, we come into this experience wanting to punish ourselves. That's sort of, you know, taught behavior, but we can also unteach it. 
Um, it's just a program that's running in your system. And if you don't like the program, update your operating system, you know, just click delete. It doesn't have to be a process. It doesn't have to be um, something to feel bad about, you know. Um, you know, it could have come from a loved one, you know, our, our great grandmother or something that we felt so dear about, but they, they instilled some kind of program that's running within our thought, you know, um, which, you know, manifests in our experience and we can let it go. We can send them love. And if they knew better, they would have, you know, taught us better, you know, so mm -hmm. um, we don't have to hold anyone accountable or blame. It's all about learning, you know? And so I think the biggest thing is not to be hard on ourselves. You know, we've all made you know, huge mistakes in life. And, you know, we all missed, you know, huge opportunities, but guess what? There's so much more and we need to live in the now and just let go. Great, great advice. You know, I'll add that you've, uh, you've had just such an amazing upbringing, such a blessed childhood of such loving parents that, I mean, for your father to say to you what you just shared with us about, you know, that great spirit, the creator, it's like, the creator created only you, you know, like you, you are so loved more than you'll ever know. I mean, for your parent to tell you that is like, wow, how talk about making the child feel safe and seen and loved. How beautiful. Ross, what would you say is the number one thing? Cause both your parents have passed that you learned from your father and the number one thing you learned from your mother, cause they were both so significant in your life. <clears throat> well, thank you. Um, my mom, you know, was someone that was just so joyful uh, and forgiving and kind, you know, um, beyond words. I, I think, uh, you know, she really, you know, uh, added a lot, you know, uh, of love to the family that, um, you know, th that was her, her main gift is just people really, really, truly loved her. She ran wow. the, the Lightfield Foundation for many years. And, uh, and people just really, really appreciated her. And so, um, you know, definitely, you know, her love and her joy. And uh, for my dad, it was about um, knowledge. It was about understanding. It was about letting go of um, uh, what we think, you know, to be the case, creating, having a more malleable mind. So you're not so rigid. So when something new enters into it and it questions, uh, everything that you've been taught and you're like first instant, you know, your first inst mm -hmm. instinct is to be like that, that can't be, that's wrong. <laughs> it's like, well, maybe in, uh, in, in, True. you know, in, in a, in a different state of being, it's, it's actually correct information. So, um, uh, help, he helped me with using discernment. Um, he helped me, um, you know, uh, realize that you can, uh, create, um, you know, using your, your mind and, and receiving information um, and turn it into a reality. Um, you know, that was just, you know, a phenomenal experience, you know, um, to, to see him, you know, do that. Um, you know, both of my parents, they left instantly um, and when they left the planet and, you know, no one saw it coming. They were both in great health and it was just like, you know, they were gone and uh, um, from this reality which of course, you know, being uh, two of my best friends was very, you know, very hard and uh, a lot to process. Um, and, um, but um, through letting go some of the grief and focusing on what I gained rather than the loss, 
that really focused on the gain. I was like, geez, you know, what a blessing it was to have them in my life for as long as I did. You know, what a true blessing rather than like, oh gosh, that, you know, uh, my son's not going to have grandparents and, you know, that kind of thing. It focused on the blessing. And as I did, it, it started to shift my vibrational state. Um, and there were still tears. There was, you know, um, you know, sadness, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, but um, I processed through it. And um, I started to realize that um, they were here just in different forms. And also the expression now. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I can um, communicate with them. Generally, it's in the dream state. You know, my dad sends through technologies. My mom, you know, um, you know, uh, has sent through comforting messages. When I'm in the technology, sometimes like the quantum flow or the light field, that experience, you know, happens um, sometimes on the coherent meditation mat even. Um, but uh, and then other times in the dream state or I can feel their presence. You know, there was um, one. Uh, it was only a few weeks ago. I was working through a challenge in my life and I was walking the dog it was nine o'clock at night or something and we you know live on a dirt road and, and trees and everything you know coyotes and all that kind of stuff and I'm, I'm walking uh, down the road and I uh, I just you know was really thinking it would be helpful to have my dad um, you know share some thoughts on this particular subject and and so I was asking for help as I walked and instantly I heard his voice and uh, and he he was a, um, a funny guy, too. He could be very funny. And um, I, I saw him in my mind's eye holding out like a bullhorn, but using his <laughs> hands. And he said, uh, the answer is here and you are it, meaning uh you know, and then he smiled and laughed, which was a phrase that he would say sometimes to people, oh you know, um, you know, because people would feel disempowered and uh, but he's like, no, the answer is here and we are all it. You know, the answer exists right now. There's not a problem that doesn't have a solution, you know, and wow. when we, yeah, <laughs> when we tune in what a dad. Wow. And, and we move to a higher frequency band, you know, uh, we can find the answers. And so no matter where we are in our wow. life, no matter how dismal it may look, there is an answer, there is a solution, you know, and go within, let go. And sometimes the letting go um, is the biggest thing that I found, you know, our whole family found in, in the healing process is like, sometimes, you know, I might encounter like, you know, an injury, you know, we, we rode dirt bikes and raised South American ostriches and rode horses and all that. So we had a very active lifestyle. Um, and uh, so, you know, occasionally we, you know, um, seemingly get hurt and, um, and we would do prayerful work about it. And, um, and sometimes you would be praying, you know, uh, and the solution, uh, um, the physical manifestation wouldn't be yielding. In fact, it might even getting, be seemingly getting worse. And you'd be like, oh, what on earth? I, I thought I did all the work. Um, but then we realized that one of the things to do is after you do your work and you hold a clear thought is just let go. Don't monitor the rash yeah. or the, you know, the cut or the whatever, you know, just let go. And that letting go stage allows the universe to come in it's like okay good you know this this creation uh, of mine this creator of mine is no longer meddling i can go in right. and just harmonize the situation and so um wow. one time i i drilled through this wrist with a, a drill bit by accident and it hit the main uh you know um blood vessel there and it was but a scare you drilled through your arm yeah i, I was um, oh my god i uh, my wrist yeah i, I had a uh, um 
oh, a plate shear and oh. I was trying to drill a hole through it and I didn't realize it was a hardened steel handle and the bit slipped and broke and you know went right in as the drill is going oh. and uh, oh. yeah I, sorry to be graphic but wow. um you know there were metal chips in there and all that and so my dad oh. you know um at the time I was working um uh at my shop in in western Massachusetts and my dad came down um, and to bandage me up and cleaned it all out and stuff. My hand turned purple. I couldn't move my fingers. And, uh, and we just started praying about it and just holding a clear thought. And the way I like to pray is you start with perfection. So don't go look at the hand and try to get that visualization of incoherence. You know, if you need a physical representation, look at your other hand, which right. is expressing, you know, perfection. Okay. So hold a clear view of who you are. And if you start to view yourself as an idea form, a thought form, uh, a thoughts can be modified, they can be changed, they can be let go of, they can be improved upon. So start to look at yourself as a collection of ideas and coherent, loving ideas. And also get rid of this idea of accident, you know, um, uh, you know, damaged goods, you know, anything that, you know, comes in that thought, just start throwing it out and, and just hold as best you can, you know, to uh, um, uh, how the creator would see you, which is perfect, you know, perfect, you know, um, made in his image and likeness. And so that's what we did. And um, at first it was a big wrap around, you know, uh, bandage around, you know, fingers were turning purple, it was, you know, presenting itself as a scary picture. I just kept looking away. Um, I think I'm pretty sure it was within an hour. There was no main bandage, um, just a tiny little bandit bandaid, just a regular bandaid. And then I want to say it was like three, four five hours after that, there was not even a bandaid on. And I'm someone that doesn't like to cover it up and, and likes, you know, um, to you know, have the body have air and oxygen flow and stuff, and I'm not worried about um, you know viruses coming into the cut and stuff like that. If if I'm uh, you know holding a clearer thought, you know, um, so that that's just dependent on you know uh, person to person. But anyways, there wasn't even a single bandage on, and you know I kept it clean and all that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, um, there was a scar sensitivity. I used to wear a watch and. Uh, um, you know, months later, you know, I still couldn't wear a watch, you know, a year later, still couldn't wear a watch. If I, if someone grabbed me on the wrist here, it would, it would, there was a scar sensitivity that would wig me out, but the, everything else healed beautifully, except for that, you know, which was really a program, a trauma, a memory. Um, and then one time I was going through, uh, the flow technology, our original flow unit and, um, uh, and my, father um, was the operator at the time running through the session. And after my session, I get out and, um, and he said, you know, how's your wrist? And we hadn't talked about my wrist for months and, or at least weeks. And, you know, it was not really a focus. And he goes, how's your wrist? And I went like this and I was just about to say, oh, it's still, you know, sensitive. And I did this and I was like, oh my gosh, it's gone. And it had totally released. And um, there was no scar sensitivity and he intuited it that there was a healing process going on. I wasn't going into the session trying to even work on that. It wasn't even on my thought or in my mind, but here I was in a coherent space. Your higher self knows the, and has a different order of things that you need to work through. You know, we go in with our list, so to speak. Oh, I want more, you know, money or, or I want more. And the sequence. You know, 
yeah, you know, I want this blemish on my, you know, forehead to be removed or whatever. And, you know, your higher self is like, no, 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 it's something internal. It's, it's this instead, it's the leg issue, whatever. And you release that and you, you start to free yourself. And um, it's like, you're, re you start to rewrite history. And I think, you know, um, I've never been fascinated with history. My dad was actually very interested in history, but um, uh, I've never really been fascinated with history. And I think, um, you know, the reason being is, is uh, it must have been on some level, it was an indicator to myself, don't be attached to your own personal history. You know, we can learn from the past and so forth, but um, don't be attached to your personal history. And my dad used to say that um, aging is really the, uh, um, uh, uh, um, the accumulation of unresolved problems and issues. Um, and so really? as we start to, yeah, as we start to release these, we start to rejuvenate, whether it be our thought and sometimes it's manifested externally as well, um, you know, but um, just start to be less attached to um, who you think you are and the program and the history, the, the awards, you know, the, the wounds, you know, start to just let those soften and, um, and when we do that, it opens the door to, you know, infinite opportunities and possibilities, you know. Um. Well, you know, Joseph Campbell famously said, you have to be willing to let go of the life you planned in order to allow the life waiting for you. Mm -hmm. And you know, what I hear you saying is, you know, release, you know, your identity, your self-identity sometimes, like what, who you think you are or should be or have been. And just, uh, I hear, you know, like that word malleable that you mentioned with your father is it's, it's critical to always have that beginner's mind, always have that open mind, you know, keeping it open to growth and a new understanding, expanding and an evolution, you know, the, the beginning of the end is when we think we know, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's yeah. beautiful. Such amazing advice so much there i can't wait to go back and re-listen to this show for myself <laughs> taking notes ross this has been truly amazing um just if i've said it once i'll say it a million times just so so deeply grateful for all your contribution to the world uh is there anything else on your heart you want to share that you feel a need to share with our audience before we close today yeah, you know, I think um, just going back to um, the, that childlike um, mindset, I think is so important. And um, mm -hmm. just wanted to share a little something where, mm. you know, um, as a parent, you know, um, or even if you don't have kids, you know, you might um, observe this, you know, if you have like a two year old running around, and um, trips and falls and hits its head on a table or something, a lot of times the parents are like, oh my gosh, that looks intense. The first thing the young child does is it looks at its mom. If mom's not there, it looks at its dad. How am I supposed to react in this situation? If the mom is like, oh my gosh, you poor dear thing, that looked like a hard hit. Baby, you know, small child just bursts out into tears, you know, and the healing process for whatever they just went through is a lot longer and, and harder. The parent that picks them up you know, there's still maybe a few tears, maybe even not, and um, picks them up and redirects that energy um, out of really love for their child because they're seeing like, oh, you're, you're at a stop sign and you can either turn right or you can turn left. You know, one way is 
you know, uh, your damaged goods, you were just harmed. Another way is literally um, shifting into reality where that wasn't that big of a deal, or maybe it didn't even happen at all. And um, if it didn't happen at all, that's an instantaneous healing where we shifted realities. Um, but um, what I love is, you know, children are such a great example of that, especially, you know, um, young, you know, young ones when they're um, early on learning about their development, they're looking for their program. And so they look to mom like, should I be crying? Is this a big deal? If mom is, you know, um, you know, cool as a cucumber and, and she's just, you know, um, you know, seeing her child is, you know, not damaged goods. You know, the child sometimes doesn't even cry, sometimes doesn't get, you know, the bruise and so forth. Or if they do, it's very mild compared to the parent, you know, that just as lovingly, they love their children just as much, um, you know, is, is going over and, and trying to make a big deal out of something. So I think, um, we can learn a lot, you know, from, you know, uh, you know, children, even our pets, you step on your dog's leg by accident, you know, it's forgiven you moments later, it's not holding a grudge, you know, it, it realized that it was an accident, you know, um, and so we, we can learn a lot about letting go, you know, from, uh, you know, small children and animals and being, uh, you know, uh, in that frequency band and starting to realize that as we shift into that we become in into that the play state um and and we can start to really change our lives so i just wanted to sort of you know share that that little bit too is is you are a beautiful child of the universe no matter how old uh, or young you think you are um the universe sees you as a beautiful uh loving expression wow yes i love it that is the perfect place to wrap i mean how what could be more beautiful and important and just soul filling than to really drink that in that concept, you know, you're a beautiful expression, a child of the divine and you are deeply, deeply loved more than you'll ever know. Yeah. It's just how comforting. And, um, you know, I, I say a lot that children and animals are our greatest teachers, you know, like, like you said, when they're, when they're tired, they sleep. When they're not full, when they're not hungry anymore, they stop eating. They don't emotionally eat. <laughs> you know, they, when they're, something hurts, they cry and then they get over it, you know, and then, or like a kid steals their toy and they smack them on the head and they fight, but then they make up and the next thing you know, they're hugging, you know, like <laughs> they, they don't hold on and animals the same way. So, uh, yeah, we, I, I think it takes a lot of humility to be a conscious evolving adult because we have to remember we're still learning which you know might just and you know the saying the more you learn the more you realize you don't know right like it's just yeah. a constant lesson ross newkirk thank you so much how can people find you and i think we have a special offer right don't we Yes, we sure do. All righty. Thank you so much. It's uh, been such a pleasure to be on the show here. Mm -hmm. um, uh, they can uh, um, find out uh, about um, Conscious Technologies LLC um, uh, um, through your website. I know you're going to have links um, you know, there. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, if you're near Rhode Island and you want to experience these technologies, um, you can experience a lot of them at the Awaken Wholeness Center. Um, dot com, uh, uh, yeah, which is in Rhode Island, and my wife runs that center. And then we have uh, VogelCutCrystals.com, uh, mm -hmm. um, which is where we uh, offer our crystals. 
And we also have um, lightfieldfoundation.com, uh, which is our nonprofit um, in the, uh, the Berkshires. And um, uh, we're going to be offering your listeners um, uh, 10% off if they enter uh, Fit Amy TV 10 you know, upon checkout, uh, or they click your uh, link on, on your website, either one will get you uh, 10% off. So um, thank you so much. This has been a, a great pleasure. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for that generous offer, because we're trying to incentivize everybody to, to try out these products and experience the difference, why they are truly effective and special. Um, and I really hope that that helps give people the little push like, oh, wow, I can save a couple bucks. Okay, I'm going to try it and buy them for people you love. Um, it's, it's an investment, you know, it's a, it's a wise investment you'll have for years and years and years. And, uh, it'll, it'll only, um, give you returns, you know, in the end, no side effects, except maybe happiness. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you so much again, Ross. And again, everybody, everything he just mentioned will be in the show notes, how you can find Ross, how you can find his amazing products, where you can get your discount all that stuff. And like you said, if you're in Rhode Island, check it out and experience. There's a couple more products I think I'm going to have to check out too, like the the mat and some of the other things. I'll probably have to get some more crystals. Oh my goodness. It's just, uh, I'm going to have a nice Christmas list, list for my family. I'm just going to uh-huh. send them to you. <laughs> so, so everyone, thank you so much for listening and watching. And if you want to support me and support the show, you know what to do. Subscribe. Please leave a review and share it with a friend. And I really, really appreciate it because, hey, let's do this thing. Okay. Let's be more conscious and let's be happier and more loving and more coherent. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks so much, Amy. Appreciate it. Okay. Bye, everybody. See you next time. Would you like to support my mission to help empower people all over the world to be all of who they truly are? If so, please subscribe to the show, leave a review on iTunes, and share it with a friend. And if you're looking to take immediate action to align your energy and optimize your health, visit amyfournier.com. Thanks for listening to Awakening Aphrodite. Let's awaken her together in you. I'm your hostess, Amy Fournier, and I already can't wait to be with you again and for you to hear what I have planned for the next show. Thanks for listening to Awakening Aphrodite with Amy Fournier. To learn more about Amy, check out her website, amyfournier.com. That's A-M-Y-F-O-U-R-N-I-E-R.com. You can also check out Amy's live and on-demand virtual fitness and yoga classes and sign up for her newsletter to receive a free mini ebook of three of her top tips for making holistic health a lifestyle. Again, that's amyfournier.com and get your ebook sent to your email immediately. Connect with Amy on the daily on Instagram at fitamytv, F-I-T-A-M-Y-T-V and watch many of the podcast episodes and subtopic clips on her YouTube channel, which is also Fit Amy TV. Enjoy, and we'll see you next time on Awakening Aphrodite.